Maybe we should put a towel down for you. I can't not fidget. So, I know, yes. but you're banging like the book around. I'm and... sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> From the shed, it's the Shopping Your Chainsaw podcast, where we talk about the journey of personal growth and creating happiness. We were talking about yesterday why we have the problems that we do, and it's because we hired a lot of people and promoted a lot of people who were the hardest workers. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean shit. Being the best, hardest worker, keeping your head down doesn't mean you can lead anybody. Correct. And that's where we're at. And I know that that's some of the things that make you mad is people who get promoted who aren't right for the role for one reason or another. Whether it's that they're the hardest worker but a shitty leader or just a shitty leader in general without being the hardest worker to start with. Yeah, I don't think that... I don't think most people that are the hardest worker are promoted. You don't think so? No. I don't think so. What do you think it is? I think a lot of the people that are like really hard workers, I think, are the ones that don't want to be promoted. Because they're happy where they're at? They just don't want that responsibility. Yeah, I think that's true. So they're happy to just come in, do their job to the best of their ability leave it at the door and leave they don't want anything more than that mm-hmm. and then i think you have a lot of the people that do get promoted are the ones that aren't good at their job mm-hmm. they just put their time in and then they think that they've earned stuff for but being there why do their bosses think that they've earned stuff because they have the answers and they apply yeah. Because, I mean, when you guys hire people, you mm-hmm. are hiring from a pool of applicants, right? Uh, depends on the Generally, role. you're not chasing people. If we're talking about a management position? Just, just normal. Okay. Normal, right. normal yes. everyday leaders. You're right. Well, yes. If they're, t- yes. Are you, are you sure now? No. No. Yes. It depends on a couple of things. So there's like four positions, three positions in the store where we're constantly chasing people, which are the highest level leaders in each store. Everybody else is like a but, pool of applicants. Yeah. So, but in the grand scheme of things, how many leadership roles are in a store? Um, overall, it's like, Let's call it 13. Okay. So 20%, 25% of those. 20% are, are people that vetted. you would yeah. go and chase. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. headhunt for. Yeah. Okay. Now, it doesn't matter how good those are. If they can't get the people below them to be equally as good. Yeah. They have to lead through others. They have to be able yeah. to lead through other people, not just do the work. Okay. You know, because they can't so now, do all themselves. So now you have all those roles below them. Yeah. That come from the pool, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who are you going to pick out of those? Are you going to pick the ones that apply? Well, yeah. You're not just. 
I mean, shoulder tap very seldomly. But yeah, you have to pick yeah. from those who are interested in the role. And even then, you probably, if if you're feeling that you want to tell somebody, hey, you should apply for this, mm-hmm. they probably don't do it, do they? Depends, yeah. Because they don't want it. Yeah, and like, how do you create an atmosphere where people do want it? You have to have good leaders to start with. Uh-huh. Because they have to. Because every day they go to work and they're like, fuck that guy. I hate working for him. Uh Uh-huh. I don't want to ever be like that. Correct. So now they don't want to be leaders. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the solution? Get rid of bad leadership. Yeah. Good ones. How do you get good ones? Get rid of the bad ones. But you have to run the business. You still get get rid of the bad ones. Yeah. That's always the answer. It's always the answer is to get rid of the bad ones. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. I'm going through that right now. I mean, that's the only way to do it. Is you only you either get rid of the bad ones or lose the good ones. Those are your choices. Yep. There's no other way around it. So you have to suffer, suffer, in the short term. But. For the long term gain. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's true. Because if you have some that are good, they'll be able to fill in in the meantime until you find another one that's good until you keep stacking your team with good leadership. Mm-hmm. The hardest part is keeping the good leadership. Why do you lose good leadership? Because of bad leadership. Yeah. But also, you can't please everybody. No. It's not as simple. No, I know. But... I mean, this is stuff I think about every day. Yeah, but it doesn't, it's not, first you have to get the good ones and then you have to figure out how you're going to keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a complex equation of things like recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and everybody's different. Not everybody wants yeah, that. Exactly. And not everybody, like everybody, at, at some point, everyone wants recognition, but recognition means different things to different people. So whether it's a genuine thank you Mm -hmm. for what you do that's recognition or it's a pat on the back because some people need to be built up or Mm -hmm. whatever it is you know i've always subscribed throughout my entire career i always considered myself somebody who didn't need a cookie and that's how i put it but you do no matter how much you think that Mm -hmm. everybody needs a little bit everybody needs a little bit and for me that's like getting Simple things like a thank you from somebody who um, is very conservative with the recognition or the um, the praise that they give. So, which is kind of silly that that would be the goal, but but it's not keeps the me going. Goal, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's not. I'm the same way because I don't I don't look for it. Yeah, and I don't really care for it. But when I there's certain instances when you should get it and you don't get it. That's that's when I have a problem with it. Yep. With it. Yep. But I think it comes back to teamwork mm-hmm. and building a team and making them feel like they're part of a team. Yeah. That's what people want, and that's how you keep people. Totally. Is to keep them as a big team. Mm-hmm. I it- actually read something today i think on that did you i think i read i read two things today do tell 
remember but I don't remember. It was saying something. It was something about how you spend 13 years of your life at work. And it's only going to be getting longer. Yeah. Because where people are living longer. Yeah. So people will Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really read it too hard because it was just one of those schnazzy mm-hmm. headlines that didn't really amount to anything. But basically, I think like the gist of it or the two key parts that I got out of it was that you spent 13 years of your life working mm-hmm. and that people will work at a place that they feel is like a good team. They're mm-hmm. part of the team. Mm-hmm. And they'll, like, miss out on, like, 23%. Like, they'll lose 23% of their money by not moving to, like, other companies. Oh, because they feel like they're part of a team and part of something bigger. Yeah. Like, their input matters and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so they'll, they'll like, they'll forego going to another company for a raise or something. Yeah. So they they could stay at that um, that company where they feel like they're a team, and the other one was about how your job is not meaningless, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. So like you know you go to work you're like I'm not into it or whatever it's mm-hmm. it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. But their their big takeaway was or their their big example of it. Um, well, let's go back. So, back at, before the first industrial revolution, way back when, mm-hmm. when people were like happy at work. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Then, well, before I mean, they worked in factories. And yeah. So it. they the, they worked, you know, with their family and their friends. Right. And they worked in their town, and everything they they built or produced or mm-hmm. was local, mm-hmm. so they could see the fruits of their labor. Right. And then the Industrial Revolution happened and they, you know, started producing things and mm-hmm. being able to transport it or whatever. So you would lose that meaning. Mm-hmm. So now you're just like a dude in a factory making something mm-hmm. and that's being shipped to four cities away or towns, whatever at the and time. there's no connection. No. So you're losing that personal connection to the end product. So like fast forward to today and like, you know, people are feeling like that or whatever. But their example of it was... So they talked to three people that are in like a quarry making stone. Mm-hmm. So they asked the first one, what is he doing? He's like, oh, I'm turning big rocks into little rocks. Mm-hmm. The second one says, oh, I'm making money. You know, like a paycheck or whatever. Right. And the third one says, oh, I'm making a cathedral. Mm. So it just comes back to your outlook on what you're doing. Yeah, connected to a greater yeah. focus. Yeah. So you have to like look way down the road from what you're doing mm-hmm. to find meaning in your job. Well, I think it's the connection too. like when you feel like somebody cares about what you're doing, whether it's the community that you've created in your coworkers or that what you're doing matters, like connected to a sense of purpose, like that guy who's talking about he's building a cathedral, like that gives you purpose and you're connected to what you're doing. Yeah. But I mean, that doesn't work on the other two people, though. No, exactly. 
they're doesn't. just there for they're their, just there for work and that's all like i mean i personally don't want to have to put that much effort into making what i do feel meaningful no it should just be something that happens yeah like i shouldn't have to be like oh well then it goes here and then it goes here and here. oh wait oh there there that's worth something yeah, and I mean, there are some instances where I can see what you could connect to, but you're right. You shouldn't have to work for it. Like, it should automatically dawn on you that you're helping Paradise rebuild because you've supplied the but, equipment that they need. But it should, like, there shouldn't be a yeah, but, because if you were connected to your job, it would be, yeah, that's totally right. And I think that the that article is kind of, like, pointing in the wrong direction. Like... You can find meaning in the job that you're doing. Yeah. I think that's what that's for. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it doesn't it ha- doesn't mean it still means anything to you. Yeah. And, you know, I've been dealing with a lot of death at work lately. Um, it just happens sometimes and we just go through it and I like a lot of tragedy. And that's not to say that it makes my job any easier or more purpose-driven or that I feel more connected to what I'm doing because I'm dealing with these like horrible things, you know, where it's like there's a, a mom who works for us who died last week or yes, day before yesterday and she's 35, Yeah, you know? And so, you know, we're dealing with that kind of stuff and like how much it affects other people and what's so screwed up and it's so true and I heard this from one of my coworkers when we were dealing with another just tragic unexpected passing of um, a guy who just had a heart attack and dropped dead one day mm-hmm. um, if you die your job or your uh, your place of employment will post your job before your obituary hits anything yeah and like no matter how much they care about you because you know, like, it's a business. It has to keep going. Yeah. This, money. This money guy is the that, final. Yeah. The guy that we cared about who had worked for us for a long time. Like, we had to find somebody to fill his job. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, we haven't done that yet. But, like, you know, with this gal that passed away, like, you know, that was one of the first conversations was, like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's a critical the, – the job that she filled that she wasn't going to be returning to is, like, it's a critical part of the business, and we have to have that to get product inside the store. Well, it doesn't matter what yeah, what, what job and what company. It's – Yeah. It's not – and, I mean, unless you're the only person that is the company, mm-hmm. I mean, you – it has to keep going. Yeah, and that's where it's, like, it just comes back to, like – you have to be responsible for your own self-fulfillment and not waste your time. You know, mm-hmm. like you aren't the job. You are not the job. You are a person who does a job. Yeah. And I think that when we allow ourselves to be the job is when we get screwed up. Yep. I just turned to this one. You can't find meaning 12 steps down the road from what you're doing. Yep. To justify what you're doing. Mm-hmm. We've all been in one mental hell or another. What happens if you don't stomp out those negative vibes as they arise and they continue rising? Not only in the short term. It could be days, weeks, months, or even years of pent-up aggro that can lead eventually to becoming one unhappy SOB or having a total meltdown. Believe the answer can now only be found in your doctor's prescription pad. 
So here's something interesting. It's about teamwork. So I was just glancing through this uh, this book about, and it came to teamwork. And I wonder if it goes back to you and your military career. That Yes. Yeah? The answer is yes. Really? I'm, I'm, I don't know what the question is, but I'm going to, yes. <laughs> but that's the reason that you get so pissed when people don't pull their weight. Yeah. No, I, I know. Oh, this is an epiphany for me. No, I, I'm. It's groundbreaking. <laughs> no, I 100% have come to the realization that a large part of my problem is that for the most part, I have never really been anywhere that. I would consider to be a team except for the military. Well, yeah. I mean, okay. but after that, yeah. 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 I mean, and that's, that's what is like a huge, like everybody, you know, all these companies like yourself included, mm-hmm. you like everybody sees the value of vets. Absolutely. But so that's good, but it's also bad because on the flip side, vets, are going to go work there and it's not going to be a team. And they're going to be upset. They're going to be upset. Then it's going to make them look bad and put a a negative image. Yeah. That's the, the biggest thing I think is, is teamwork because you come from like this organization where, Mm -hmm you would dare somebody to talk bad about somebody else, you know, Mm -hmm. that wasn't part of it. Yeah. Like you, you can, so yeah, like, you know, cause I was in the Marines. So Mm the, the very, the, the, the nearest thing is like your platoon. Yeah. So the, the biggest brotherhood you have is like your platoon. Yep. So then everybody else can fuck off. Yeah. And then, but then the next level up, you know, is like your company. Right. Everybody outside of that can fuck off. Yeah. And so on and so on. Right. So, like, no matter what, though, you're all part of, like, a team. Mm-hmm. You just keep getting a smaller and smaller or bigger and bigger. Right. But you're still that team. Right. And you all, for the most part, have that same mentality. Mm-hmm. And you're all there for the same reason. Yep. And... There's not that individualness mm-hmm. that you have in like the civilian world. So like the civilian yeah. world is like the opposite. Yeah. Most people that join the military are right out of high school. Yeah. So you go right out of high school and you join like just this team. Just mm-hmm. I mean, it's more than a team. Yeah. It's a like, way of life and survival. Yeah. I, I mean, and even, I mean, you know, the military will always talk bad about other branches, but... Still, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's still more mm-hmm. than you're gonna find in the civilian world ever. So you go and you have that like ingrained in you when you're young, mm-hmm. and you get out, and then you never find that again. So wow. you go from like, you know, you're a little baby, mm-hmm. eighteen, tiny, baby. eighteen to twenty-two. You're a baby. Yes. You don't know anything about anything. Yeah. You think you do, but you don't. Mm-hmm. So you get out and what do you know? You know teamwork. 
Yeah. That's it. That's really all you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know teamwork and you know like maybe leadership. Well, depending on the branch. Yeah. I mean, yes. Coming from the Marines, yeah. Yeah. But like you take the same people, maybe like other branches, they mm-hmm. they're it's not the same level of leadership maybe. But it's teamwork. Yeah, you still have the teamwork, I think. Yeah. I mean, I can only speak from what my experiences were, but... Yeah. I can't imagine it being completely different. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so you get out, and, you know, that's all you know is this teamwork, and then you you can't find that again. And you're around people that don't care. They're, yeah. like, just about themselves. I mean, there's right. there's people out there that aren't like that. Yeah. But not on the scale... Of when you're in the military. So. Do you try to find something that more closely aligns with that set of values? Or. Do you figure out how to overcome the frustration? that? That just comes down to individuals, I think. I'm asking for you. For me? Yeah. That's what I don't know. Hmm. Well, it's easier to find something that more closely emulates. No, and I mean, I mean, and that goes back to like how we're talking about how 13 years plus of your life, you're at work. Yeah. And uh, no matter what, that company is going to keep going. And you want to. So, what do I do now? Do I. Just keep going along, trying to find some place that fits in. Do I start over? Yeah. Do I? I don't know. Because, I mean, I've... I guess I've jumped around a lot from jobs. And do you think it's because you're hoping to find something... Do you think it's always, like, the teamwork thing that makes you nuts? Whether it comes from shitty leadership or shitty peers. I think it's a lot of it was, yeah, just working for like shitty leadership and just, see, I don't know because like this is all stuff that I've come to realize in the last year mm-hmm. or so, maybe a little bit longer, Yeah, maybe I mean, maybe for a couple years, like, it's been in the works of me figuring this out. Yeah. But I think that that's that's one of the big factors that I've come to realize is, like, it's not, that's never really been anywhere that I've worked. Yeah. And I don't know that it will be. Maybe not. But maybe if you're more calculated about, like, where you look rather than just... But I don't know. Like interview the company that you want to work for rather than have them interview you a little bit. Like, But you have to be able to get in there. Well, yeah. But like at the same time. And I don't know which, like what, what company do I even want to look at? What, what field or, I mean. What and, about? And, and I don't know that necessarily, I don't know that what the job is really ma- matters that much. No. To me, at least. Because I think that I'm going to be able to do whatever it is. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to obviously be a doctor or a lawyer or something where, like, you really have to. <laughs> right. You actually have to use your college for it. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it doesn't really matter what the job is, but I could come and do it, like, probably a lot better than a lot of people that are currently doing it. What about talking to somebody at a VA whose values align to yours and saying, hey, this is the struggle I'm encountering. I figured out that it's driving me nuts that I can't replicate what I've had in the military and that there's this lack of teamwork, like fields, companies, there's, I mean... There's employment resources at the VA, and maybe that's a place to start. Maybe somebody there could identify with what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, and the other thing that struck me, have you ever had a mentor in your life? Um, I was assigned a mentor. <laughs> this doesn't count. And <laughs> I had dinner with him once, and then he moved to be, like, the vice president of operations in Singapore or something. So that didn't work out super no. well. No. Like, personal, private, or professional. No mentors. I feel like you already know the answer to this. I know the answer is no. <laughs> and that, to me... Well, and that's... Was such a big deal. Well, and... I... That's an industry thing, too, though. I mean, this is one of those jobs where, like, that's what it is. Like, there's not a path. And I'm not talking so much about jobs. I'm thinking more, like, I mean, and and a lot of times people do find mentors through work, right? Like, that's what most people think of when they think mentor is... um, somebody from work who can kind of like lead them on the path and help develop them, whether it's leadership, like my mentor is my boss right now. Right. But I'm thinking about like mentors that I've had like personally, and I'm trying to think of who they are because it's a little bit tough to identify people who are not work related, who I've found like a mentorship relationship with. Well, it's probably family. I feel like that's generally, generally. I think people are mentored by like an aunt, like a cool, cool aunt, or like you know your whatever grandparents. It is. Or, yeah, and I, I, maybe that's just where you get your values instilled upon you and learn maybe. about life. Yeah, but I feel like the mentorship piece of it too, and it doesn't have to be like maybe maybe that's putting too formal of a thought on it, but just somebody who could identify with this path, the struggle, the whatever it is to, to be able to place yourself somewhere that aligns with your values. And I think, I know putting it that way sounds a little bit cheesy and we talk about this at work all the time. I don't think that it is cheesy. Okay. Because I mean, that's, that's the only way that you're really going to find something that works is mm-hmm. to find like-minded individuals that have the same idea that you do. Yep. And we talk about that when we look for people to work for us is like people who align with the values that we have now, whether or not our values are 
solid and identified and we will never we will always pale in comparison to what the military has built out of sheer necessity right but as we're looking for future leaders we're looking for people who have a strong connection to what we do and what our values are well you should i mean the only way you're going to be excited is to be into it Mm -hmm. or else you're just there for a paycheck yep so for you those values go so much deeper than somebody's preference of dietary choices. You know, and like, and people can get passionate about that shit, but this is like a way of life for you. Huh. <laughs> what? Just light bulbs. About? All of it. That's what driving does. Didn't I tell you what? we were going to get there? About and what? I feel like this is a big step there. I don't. Well, I do. Well, I mean, this is all stuff that I've already known. Oh, well, you didn't say it out loud. This would have been helpful. Well, maybe you should have had the idea for a podcast a long time ago. Ugh. But no. Maybe I did. No, you didn't. You just didn't listen to me. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Yeah, whatever. I was in the kitchen and you just couldn't hear me. Over the sound of bacon? Correct. Yeah. Couldn't hear you of the sound of the bacon. No, but that's that's my big thing now is so I know this stuff. Mm-hmm. But now what? Have you gone to the VA? I don't know that the VA is going to do anything. But you don't know what you don't know. I just I don't have a lot of faith in the VA. Well, I mean, but do you have a lot of faith in what you're doing right now? No. I can become very challenging. I don't. It's <laughs> it's not apples to apples. It's not apples to apples, no. But um, what I can say is you don't know if they can't help you until you ask. Okay. Until you try. And what's it going to hurt? It's not going to put you in a worse position than you're in right now. No. But it is effort and it's time. So that's all you have to reconcile. Okay, but I just, that's what I'm trying to figure, I gotta figure out, like, what, what do I want my next steps to be? Do I want to continue working for somebody else? Or do you want to work for yourself? Do I want to work for myself? Yeah. Is that what I want? Do I, And I mean, if I'm going to work for somebody else, do I want, like, a big company? Mm -hmm. Do I want, like, a smaller company? Is it? Because you, if you're going to change careers, that's usually a pretty huge hit financially. Mm-hmm. So that kind of plays a big part of it, too. Yeah. And I mean, that, yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, it would have to come down to, like... It would be all right for a little while, maybe, but I mean, if I have to go someplace where I'm making half, a third of what I'm making now, yeah, and then it's going to be like ten years to get back to where I am now. I don't know if that's worth worth it. it. That's where we need this fucking corkboard. Why does the corkboard have salaries on it? 
I mean, it could. Yeah. Could have a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Could have whatever you can write on an index card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just need. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be somebody to talk to. Hiring people. Yeah. Headhunters, whatever. Yes. There are so many. And I think the first thing for you to do is identify. Okay. First of all, let's just. (laughs) This is me giving you a gift. Read this book. Whatever. You haven't finished it yet. I'm working on it. I still have to finish my other one. I can pick up at any time because each section is two pages. But I'm going to leave this here. And I'm going to stop touching shit. I'm sorry. I'm going to leave this here. And I would highly encourage you. Just finish it. Okay. It'll only take me like a couple days. I'll finish it by the weekend. Yeah. Um, But I think that's critical. I think that the cork board is critical because I think as much as you're averse to like writing things down, I think that... We both could benefit from getting where we want to go and the steps in between written down. And that's a lot of different things. It doesn't have to just be financially. It's kind of a proven thing. Kind of a proven thing, like a fucking vision board. As much as I hate that, (laughs) I hate it so much. It's so fucking cheesy, but... But it works. It works. Yeah. It fucking works. I've seen it happen in my own life. Anybody that's like successful at anything has the, oh, this is the goal I had. And then these are all the small goals that got me to the big goal. And motherfucker John Joseph does it every single day. It's the first thing he does in the morning and the last thing he does at night. But also. We also are not drug addicts. But he. Like, this is his job is. Yeah. But what do you want your job to be? Do you want this to be your job? Truly, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a motivational speaker either, but if you don't have the time to work out and you don't have the time to do other shit, you do have five minutes every day. Yeah, man, I know that it's. And so do I, and I don't do it either. Mm -hmm. Well, it's just getting into the habit of it is hard. Mm -hmm. And no matter what we talk about, there's forever going to be a yeah, but. I know. And I can't do that shit anymore either. You know, I have a lot of yeah buts in my life. And I don't want to keep doing that because I don't want to waste my 10 seconds times a fucking hundred every day. Because life is short, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to keep wasting it on things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. So I think our option is to commit to some cheesy shit and cut out some pictures from magazines uh, yeah. and corkboard that motherfucker up. Because we can talk until we're blue in the face. No, I know. Until there's a word cloud about well, it, it doesn't fucking matter. Some of us can talk. You have done a good job, sir. In your face. Last podcast, three hours. <laughs> Three hours. I don't know how much it was, but no, I don't know. It was a long time. Yeah, that was just some rambling about prior jobs. Yeah, but you were speaking words out loud from your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no one will believe you when you say that, huh? Yeah, I don't think they will. Nope. Nope. They will never believe that. Yeah. 
And I can talk a lot, but can I act? Yeah. Right? It's, it's my first baby step. Look at this. Talking. Here we are. Mm-hmm. First step is admitting that you have a problem. I've never denied my kidding. lack of talking. I wasn't talking about that. Mm-hmm. I was talking about your problem job or with authority or happiness or whatever it is. That's a whole different one. Is my problem with authority. Yeah. But it's circular. It is. It goes up and down and around. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure everybody's curious what book Melissa was talking about. And it is The PMA Effect by John Joseph. This is Sharpen Your Chainsaw. Download and subscribe everywhere you find podcasts. Send your thoughts to show at sharpenyourchainsaw.com. And thanks for listening. Goodbye.